All right, everybody, welcome back to the Nightlife Podcast. Hope you guys are having a good night tonight. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Dan. I'm accompanied by my other host, Kevin. And tonight we have another special guest, another one of our good friends, Mr. Jake. Say hi, Jake. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on, guys? All right. So this is going to be episode number three of the Nightlife Podcast. I hope you guys have enjoyed the last two episodes as we have been putting in some fun work. Um, but today's going to be a little bit of a different vibe. We're going to be just doing a little bit of a you know, chat over coffee. We're just kind of taking a break from the alcohol today, having, of course, coffee. And we're bringing in, uh, again, a friend, Jake, just for a little, uh, you know, conversational piece where we can just enjoy and, you know, just talk, relax. No, no, no crazy topics, but, you know, just have fun. But, you know, hey, I got my little, what does this say? Radiate positive energy guys you should radiate some positive energy <laughs> oh my goodness this thing's a uh, not who i am I, I radiate some negative energy it's constantly the just for you. constant yep. negative energy yep. Jake, who's joining you over there who is that this is bullet he's bullet. the mascot oh the mascot mascot of the nightlife podcast yes he is tell us about bullet what kind of breed is he how old is he uh, Pitbull, Boxer, Mix. He he was born in August of 2020. Ooh. So he's like a year and a half, I guess. Oh, wow. He's he's still a baby. He's he's so big, though. He's like 50 pounds, man. Yeah, I know. He's really, like really. He, he, <laughs> when I got him, he was like five pounds. Wow. He's still puppy. always a lap dog, though. Loves to sit on the laps. I know. He's a, he, he thinks he's a baby, but he's a, he's a big boy. Nah, he knows he's a fucking baby. He knows it. <laughs> Shit. Okay. So, Jake, I mean, I we know who you are, but the audience doesn't. So, tell us about yourself. I mean, how do you know how do you know us or or, you know, how do we know you, vice versa? What do you do for a living? And so on. Kind of let's get into I don't it. I don't know this guy. First time seeing him. <laughs> yeah, he just jumped into the Discord call and now he's here. Yeah, I just found my way in. <laughs> but uh I met Dan back in nursing school. And I think I met you in like 2016, right? Yeah. Yeah, about 2016. And then Kevin, I met you like a little bit later after I met Dan. Yeah, I think we met in like 2018. Yeah. Yeah. So I was in nursing school with Dan. And then Good we just kind of kind of became friends after that. Oh, I mean, you guys is what? How, how did you like see Dan like? I know the story of how you first saw Dan, but I mean, again, the audience doesn't. So, like, what what was your first impression of Dan? Like, how did you talk to him, or did he come <laughs> to you and be like, don't, "Hey, don't ask." Do you really want to know? Yeah, yeah. Do you really want to know what my first impression of Dan was? <laughs> my oh first impression of Dan, I was sitting in lecture hall, and you know, it's like an auditorium where the seats kind of rise as you go through, like, into the room. Yeah, your typical comedy. I see like Dan walking into the auditorium at the bottom of the stairs. And he's wearing cowboy boots. The guy must be like 110 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> he had like super gelled back hair. Oh, and my first thought was, uh, wow, this guy looks like a serial killer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, turns out a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people thought the same thing, apparently. Um, why is this kid wearing cowboy boots to nursing class? Who knows? But, uh, 
that was my first impression of Dan. But shortly after hanging out with him, after a few like nursing events, I started to learn that he's actually pretty cool. Pretty pretty chill guy. Is he? Is he pretty cool? Because I don't know. Fuck, man. Sometimes this guy gets... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's pretty he cool. So, moments. I mean, you guys both went to nursing school together. Did you got, Were you guys, like, really close? Like, were you guys, like, you know, oh, hey, let's study for this freaking, you know, pharmacology test together or something like that? Were you guys just, like... All the time. All the time. Literally all, everything. Like, we would always study together. That's that was our mean. thing. You guys do more than study together? No, I'm scared. And Dan would always ask me... Whenever we, we were studying, it doesn't matter what the topic is, he'll always go off topic and ask me the stupidest fucking questions. <laughs> questions like what, though? I would get so mad at this kid. <laughs> what questions would he ask you? Like, were they just like off topic questions or what? Like, it's like, hey, what were the fuck topic? Is... Like, if it's we're learning literally about, just like, random shit. If we're learning about like pharmacology, this guy's like, what would happen if? A man goes into cardiac arrest, then like he just goes off on a tangent. I'm like, it's like the weirdest. I feel like the third time he does it, I get fucking so heated. I'm like, dude, you gotta fucking stop. I can't. Because I would throw, I would throw out like random situations. I'd make what we were learning into a scenario, and see how he would react to the scenario. Jeez. Okay, so you're making, so you guys are just basically trying to like study something, and then you, Jake, is just trying to get that shit down. But Dan, you're like, what happens? This man's heart stops, and yada yada yada, and it goes on. Oh, okay, that's a little, that's funny as shit. <laughs> but uh, Jake, so like, okay, so you graduated nursing school. How long have you been a nurse for? I've been a nurse for three and a half years. So okay, all right, and uh, tell us about your nursing nursing career. I mean, don't tell me where your hospital is at, but I mean, what have you? You know what type of I'm nurse? I'll tell you, you exactly where I live. <laughs> Here's the <laughs> so GPS you coordinates. End, you can end this nightmare that I live in. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've worked at a community hospital for like three years, and I recently just got another job um, as a travel nurse. So I've been going around a little bit. Okay, so you've been taking taking advantage of the travel contracts and making mm-hmm. some dope ass money. Um, and I think I remember you telling me that you went from that community hospital to a bigger hospital that, you know, involves trauma, involves uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, so I went from a smaller hospital where I, I learned to be like charge. Um, I charge learned how to do triage. Jay. I learned everything from that hospital, basically. Yeah. And I left it to go to a bigger hospital, but to get better pay. Uh-huh. But traveling. I'm not a staff nurse at this big hospital, but... Um, yeah, they did. They do have trauma. They have more trauma patients that I can take care of. Um, yeah, so, so it, it's a different experience, really. Yeah. So, how is that adjustment from going from a community hospital to a big trauma center? Uh, it, it's a wake up call, really. I mean, like, there's a big shift, a big change of pace, really, because at a community hospital, you don't really expect to see that many trauma patients, but. Even though I wasn't directly taking care of the traumas when they came in to the new hospital, I was still taking care of them after they were stabilized. Yeah. Basically. So you weren't you weren't directly in the ER as a travel nurse. You were more of a like what unit were you assigned to? In the emergency department. Okay. Okay. So you're still in the ER. That sounds like mm-hmm. a a fun little gig. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of like. Uh, I think we talked about this in the first podcast. A lot of stipulation about travel nurses, like kind of taking over, and staff nurses aren't getting 
the proper compensation and the new bill or no, the new proposal that they want to cap travel nursing pay. I mean, you know, you were telling me, you know, off, off air that, you know, you, you finished your contract and you just took a month off. You were just like, I'm going to take a fucking month off, relax, take what, 30, 40 days off and just chill. I mean, how, how, how is that compared to like a staff nurse job? Uh, at, at, again, at, at a hospital where you, you work your three, three a week and then, you, you know, you have these days off. Like, do you feel yourself more relaxed, more less stressed out or, or like, how is that lifestyle now? Well, I mean, like it is a different type of stress because I'm now kind of fearing what's to happen in the future. Like, even though I'm taking time off, I still feel like I can't kind of relax the the way i thought i would be able to uh and what do you, what do you, what do you um, fear about the future like what, what, are you, what are you getting in at that to get another contract might uh. be harder in the summer than in the winter time yeah um more people are going traveling like as time goes on more and more people are doing traveling so yeah there's going to be less contracts available because people are just kind of like soaking it up you know oh yeah no i mean at my hospital there was a nurse who wanted to leave and travel but all the contracts started disappearing the money started going down because it's super saturated now it's a saturated field and i mean good to you travel nurses man y'all y'all are helping out staff nurses because we it's just you know we're always short staff but i mean now it's super saturated staff nurses are leaving and now, well, hospital doesn't even have fucking staff. And it's just like this weird cycle. Now, do you see... Jake, oh, go ahead. sorry to cut you off, Kevin. But no, it's all good. With with your hospital, Jake, how many... Like, what's the percentage of, like, staff to travel nurses right now? Oh, God. I think uh, one time I was working a shift. And out of, like, let's say 18 nurses that were on the floor in this ED... Literally all of them were travelers. <laughs> they had to put travelers? me into a unit where they don't put travelers oh. into fast track, which is like, it's easy. But like, I didn't get an orientation into the unit. Like, I didn't know where anything was. I just kind of got placed there. And they're like, oh, here's eight patients. Get them out super fast. Like, I'm like, whoa. Hey, here you like, go, buddy. Let's I go. I don't do this. <laughs> like, Wow. I have no idea. They gave me like an LPN to work with and she couldn't do anything either. Like, she couldn't do it. <laughs> Because like, hey, like, like her job title doesn't like she can't do a lot of things. Yeah. That's crazy, so crazy. Wow. I couldn't even use her really to get things done. It was just really weird. So I guess they just threw you into the fire and that was it. It's like, here you go. You know, you should know your shit and then congratulations. Yeah. I mean, for the most part, they care about what they're doing, but like this one charge nurse had no fucking idea what they're doing. It was just stupid. Ah, there it is. Gotta lead by example, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> I have no experience being a charger, so <laughs> I can't say shit. Um, but you know, you know, you let's go back to the, uh, the saturation of travel contracts and travel agencies. Um, do you see yourself going back to staff nursing? I mean, in the summertime, and then maybe traveling again in the winter. Like, what's your what's your go to plan right now? I'm very reluctant to even want to go back to bedside nursing, to be honest. Uh. I feel like it's been very stressful for everybody lately. And oh. I feel like we don't deserve this kind of stress in our lives. Oh, man. You can tell us. And that. I know that there has to be nurses. And I feel like if you really want it, you'll do it. Mm. But if there is ever a time to want to take time off and do things for you, I, I would say this is the time. Yeah. Because a lot of people are just getting burnt out and never wanting to come back. Oh, shit. Talk about burnout. Literally everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, everyone, I think we all feel it right now how burnt out we are. I mean, Dan, you talk about, you know, being burnt out. I've told you about it. 
I, I, you know, I have no idea what burnout is, man. Oh, well, look at you, fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator. What does that even mean? Shit. What is burnout? Never heard of it. Uh, well, lucky for you guys, because... <sighs> but no, I mean, like, Dan, I mean, I know you're currently still a staff bedside nurse. Like, like, what do you think you're going to do? Like, do you want to travel? I've or? been very, I've been very between it. I, I kind of want to do travel, but I also, like, I'm kind of established where the hospital I'm at right now, and I'm, I'm comfortable there. Um, even though so much has changed, like I, I go into a shift and I, I feel like sometimes I'm, there's just so many new faces. I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. I was always torn between it. You know, the, the kind of going for traveling and, and making a little bit more money and getting some other experience at other places. Um, but also being able to move up just within my own organization. So it's, I've been very split between it, but I'm probably definitely going to stay where I am for now. Yeah. Um, so we just lost Jake's camera, but he doesn't know this is a one take thing. So I might have to overlay a photo of him. <laughs> I'll turn it back on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, if you guys are watching the video podcast, uh, we are doing this via discord. So everything is on Streamlabs. I'm recording it that way. But if you are just listening via audio, uh, you're going to hear no problems. So, uh, overall, Feel free to check it out on YouTube, the Nightlife Podcast, and of course uh, on the audio side in all your podcast streaming networks. But um, <clears throat> in regards, shameless to, plug there, shameless plug, definitely. I shamelessly plug Spotify, the Apple Podcast, <laughs> YouTube. Check out the Instagram page, Instagram page at TNL Podcast. I actually plugged no, I plugged the podcast today, um, inadvertently <laughs> uh, during my uh, coworker's birthday brunch. Cause we were talking about, <laughs> we were talking about, um, what were we talking? We were talking about something that we mentioned in episode two and I was like, Oh, you know, I was talking about it, but I was like, you guys can find out more about this story on the podcast. It's actually, uh, releasing, you know, it actually, if you're listening to this podcast, it released last week, but it's releasing this Sunday. But yeah, that would be an episode two. And that was a shameless plug. And they were like, oh, look at you, Mr. Podcaster, shamelessly plugging your podcast. And I'm like, eh, okay. Happy birthday, so-and-so. <laughs> also, check out the Nightlife Podcast. Oh, yeah, no. Um, But <clears throat> and we got Jake back. Cool. But yeah, uh, you know, with this thing of burnout and just everyone kind of leaving. And some people are just leaving nursing in general, leaving leaving healthcare in general. Um. Nursing would always just would, would have been seen, you know, you know, back in the day it was it was a career where you can make good money, you're you're stable, um, it's a good income, it's a good field to be in because there's always going to be a job. But with the last two years with the pandemic, you know, do you do you guys see yourself staying in nursing for the foreseeable future? I do. You do? I mean, yeah. I've kind of potentially thought about like moving up and i mean we've talked about this before but for the audience me and kevin talked a lot about doing uh, a flight nurse as like you know a one day kind of goal thing that would be pretty cool but that's also a lot of work and another thing in itself mm-hmm. um but i've also kind of looked at ways of just moving up within my own organization i'm going to start doing more of um i've been charged but i'm going to start doing more of charge nurse and and some other stuff so i want to kind of see how that goes and then see about where i can go from there really but i mean that's, you guys 
I mean, for flight, I mean, flight's a big thing. I mean, I think I told you guys my little bit of a career change uh, in in what I'm trying to do because I feel like, uh, you know, I'm still going to be doing nursing. I just want to reorient the way I get into it, and that's going through paramedic school, becoming a paramedic, and seeing where that leads me. Now, paramedics, I know they don't make as much. Some make pretty fucking good money some i know a an emt that was working for the ambulance company that that was contracted through our county in la and she went up to washington and you know on probationary she makes eighty thousand, and then after probationary and she makes six figures which is really good but for me i always did want to do nursing but just all the the shit I've seen and the burnout I've seen from other coworkers, it's it's kind of like not discouraging me, but it's just kind of like making me take a step back and see where I want to do or where I want to be or where I want to go career wise. I mean, it's it's hard from that perspective too. Of you're not in nursing yet, you're looking to get into it, and then just seeing how you know all this shits hit the fan with COVID and completely changed it. Whereas me and Jake went into nursing before you know, a global pandemic Yeah, and uh, adapted as we went. But yeah, definitely a different perspective for you. Yeah, it's, it's a different perspective. And to be honest, like I know, I, I mean, for me, I wanted to get into nursing because I always loved the critical, the clinical and critical aspect of it, where it's just like, you got to like really have this, you know, critical thinking where you got to figure out like what the hell is going wrong and you go off lab values, vitals, all that fun shit. You coordinate with so the So a patient goes into cardiac arrest. <laughs> Yep, and yep. what do you give? <laughs> what do you do? Go. CPR, milligram, epi, sodium, bicarb. Uh, you got answer A, which is give epinephrine. Uh-huh. You got answer B, which is like... Give epinephrine. Push give epinephrine. epinephrine. <laughs> <laughs> Just... Answer C is obtain the epinephrine, and answer D is all of the above. <laughs> Call the doctor. Uh, answer E, <laughs> make sure someone's recording. Dude, I've I've been to codes on med surge and uh, telemetry where they aren't recording. It's like no one's recording. Dude, I, dude, they call the code blue on like a telly floor. I go up there to help with the code, and no one's doing CPR. They're just like, "Hello, are you dude, okay?" Oh my fucking god, like, they you do that to call all a code the blue, time. But, the, but not to do CPR for the patient. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I remember. Um, we got called up to a, a med surge floor, and then me, the doctor, and the charges go up, right, and then. They're like trying to check for a pulse, and then the doctor's like, oh, does he have a pulse? Like, no, we can't find one. And they spent two minutes, two minutes of me just standing there, like, wait, 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 wait. They have no pulse. Why is no one doing CPR? And I'm like trying to gout up, get my fucking COVID room. Like, and the doctor's like, can we please start CPR, please? Get him on the monitor. I'm like, Jesus. These these floor <laughs> I don't want to diss any floor nurses who listen to this. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. You guys are amazing, even though you dodged the ER's reports. 99% of the time. <laughs> but oh god. Oh, it's just no, I mean it's not it's not just floors, you know, a little bit of everyone everywhere who's there's those people who just I don't know what's going on in their head, but no, I've definitely been to some some codes where there was one one time we went up there and it was me and, and three other uh, or two other ER people and we were the first people in the room after they called the code blue and the uh, f- physician, whoever was, ended up getting there, and they were like, "Oh, who's who's the uh, primary nurse?" And we're like, "We have no idea. We're from the ER." 
Oh my god. Nobody else was in the room. We were setting stuff up. It was it was a lot. It it gets like that. I mean, luckily for us, the only doctor that's on staff is the ER physician. So we go as a code team together and an ICU because ICU my ER and ICU are right next to each other, so we link up and then go upstairs. ER so your your one of your ER docs goes with you? Yeah. So he's okay. the one calling who runs the code. There's no residents, there's no uh, on-call physician or whatnot, unless there's like a surgery or something. Uh, the on-call physicians are the ones that we just call in and be like, hey, we need a consult or something like that. But the the only physician there is our ER doctor. So we'll go up, we'll run the code, and if they don't make it, we call it. Or I mean, yeah, codes, you guys know how codes go. But yeah, it's 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 uh, sometimes some of these med surge and, and tally floors... Is it not a teaching hospital where you are? No, it's not a teaching hospital. No residents? You just have like one doctor? Yeah, one doctor, which is nice because, you know, it's just... Oh, so you're from a community hospital right now? I'm in a community hospital now, now, yeah. Oh, okay. Right now, no? Wow. Words! Stroke! Left-sided weakness! Meh. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm in a community hospital now, and I actually, I mean, I miss the aspect of having residents and talking to them, but I also like just the familiar familiar being familiar with the with the what staff is wrong with your mouth, bro? <laughs> familiarity familiarity i can't speak bro i fucking drank all night yesterday and drank this morning i only slept three hours yeah me too i'm still hungover <laughs> night man. shift yay and now i'm drinking coffee and water to stabilize and become as hemodynamically stable as possible okay um no i like being familiar with so the everybody docs. has signs of a stroke okay fast Face, arm drift, smile. Time. You forgot the K for Kevin. The D for Dan. No, the F face stands for fat ass. <laughs> gotta gotta is that you should have a fat ass. <laughs> All right, let's get a stroke. <laughs> stroke, oh code, 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 stroke. Oh man. Oh, did I ever tell you guys? Okay, I think I told you guys about the the code stroke that code turned into a code silver. What's silver? Code silver. For you guys. Uh, Code yeah. Silver is a man with a weapon or a patient with a weapon or a person with a weapon. Oh. Yeah. So, okay. <clears throat> it's a fun one. So, we had a guy come in, right? Uh, BLS brought him in. And he was having either headache or some type of weakness. And the doctor called a Code Stroke. So, we activated, you know, Code Stroke. Got him in the CAT scan. Uh, and then we had him back into a room. Now... <laughs> Something weird happened where he was just sitting there and then the doctor comes up to him and I'm like kind of like nonchalant at the nurse's station. And he's like, what happened to your hand? You're bleeding. And then he's like, oh, I cut it on the railing. And I'm like, the railings are smooth. You can't cut them on the railing. And it was like a like a straight cut. Like it was bleeding. And it's like, did you drink a soda and cut it on the can or anything? And well, I was like, we didn't give him a soda because he's MPO because we're ruling out stroke. And then we were like checking his pockets, making sure he didn't have anything. My um, my coworker Travis, shout out to you, Travis, happy birthday by the way. Um, he searched his pockets and he didn't find anything. So we're like, okay, cool, it's just a weird cut. Put a bandage on it. And then um, they took him to MRI, and at the same time, they took him took him to MRI. <laughs> God, I think I'm having a stroke. Took him the MRI. I went to lunch. And I was getting going upstairs getting hot Cheetos. And I was about to clock out. 
important. Details are important for the story. <laughs> uh, I was on the second floor and about to punch out and they call the code silver overhead. And I'm not used to hearing it because we never have it. So it, it took me like a second to like think about what the hell is a code silver? And I make eye contact with someone walking to me while walking with me. And he's like looking at me. He's like, what's a code silver? I'm like, it's a man with a weapon. And it clicked in my head. I was like, oh, fuck. <clears throat> so they're like, code silver, MRI, code silver, MRI. And I run downstairs. I think I dropped my Cheetos. So and you, run, I, you run towards the code silver. Yes. Uh, yes, exactly. We Well, because security is a joke in my hospital. I'm saying that now, and I don't regret that. Um, <laughs> Kevin's making enemies now. <laughs> dude, no, I'll tell you why. Uh, he, it's very true. It's I mean, true. I have one security guard, and he's a, yeah, he's a fucking joke. So I feel it, it, a little quick side note. I feel like that's a lot of times in ERs, even when you do have good security, we're the first ones usually there anyway. We're, we pretty much are the security a lot of times. So Yeah. So um, they call the code silver, and I run down back down to the ER, and I'm looking. I'm like... Is no one like taking shelter? And then there's like a group of like the EMTs and a couple of nurses who are getting ready to go to MRI. I was like, all right, let's go. And then, you know, we're MRI is just down the hall from us. And I'm thinking, all right, we're walking down. We're about to go to MRI. What am I gonna do? Like, what if this guy has I didn't hear any gunshots, thank God. What is Kevin gonna do when this guy pulls out a Glock 19? Yeah, exactly. Around the corner. I mean, it's that was the possibility of us getting gunned down. and But luckily, it was a knife. He had a machete. It was about like, according to the cops, it was this big. Um, but, you know, going back to that, we were trying. Yeah, for, uh, for the auditory listeners here, it was like six inches. Yeah, six inches. Is that man inches or woman inches? Woman inches. Anyways, oh. going back to it, uh, <laughs> we're gonna get banned off this podcast. What's it called? Um, we went to MRI and I'll, we were like, "Hey, it's it's the ER team. Uh, let us in." And the the security guard was there, <laughs> and he opens the door. He was like, "They won't let me in. They think." And then I was like, "Hey guys, it's it's Kevin and and so and so and so and so from the ER. Can you guys can open up now." And they open up. It's like oh, we didn't know it was secu- like they were asking him questions like, "Oh, what do you dial?" Like like tr- like. Trick questions like, "Hey, what do you dial to to call a code gray or something like that?" And the security guard didn't know, so they didn't believe that he was a security guard. I'm like, "You're just a piece of shit." So it looks like the. I mean, it turns out that guy ran away from the MRI room with said giant fucking machete knife butcher thing, like a butcher knife machete, whatever. Um, and I was like, "Okay, we don't know where he is." So I was like, turning to security guard, like, "All right, let's lock down the hospital." He's like, "Hold on." Oh, we don't know where he is. I'm like, yeah, dude, we don't know where he is. Let's lock down the fucking hospital. And at the same time, like, you know, the EMTs are like getting ready to like split up into fucking groups and search for this fucker and like see if we can fucking locate him, shut down the hospital ourselves because security didn't want to do it. He didn't even want to call PD. So I was like, bro, like, what kind of joke is this? But it turns out he he ran out the uh, exit doors near ICU up to a gas station which is up the street and tried to kill the gas station attendant and that's where pd got him and he got arrested and uh, he got charged with attempted murder times two and all that fun shit you know endangering the public and whatnot but yeah that was my code stroke that turned into a code silver 
It's quite the stroke. Yeah, well, you know, his stroke of luck ran out when he got caught. No, but I mean, to be honest, the um, he tried to slash up uh, one of the MRI techs, and um, I work with her a lot, and I thought she was never going to come back. You know, she took like two weeks, three weeks off, and I was like, damn, dude. And she came back, and she's a trooper for that, um, for, for just coming back, because, I mean, that hospital wouldn't take care of you if you got dead, to be honest. So, <clears throat> saying a lot of things, but... If you got dead? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't you got know. dead. What does that even mean? Here, I mean, just look at what happened. Fucking EM- EMTs had to fucking be security forces <laughs> for the hospital because security couldn't even do its job correctly. I mean, it was, it's just, it's just it's everywhere. Just, no, no, but it's just stupid. <laughs> like these security guards at these hospitals, they don't be doing shit, really. At the old hospital that me and Dan worked at, they were on point. A bunch mm-hmm. of ex-cops or future cops. Most of them. I think It was... Pretty much all, f- like, people who were going to be law enforcement or trying to. But, I mean, we did have a pretty solid group back when you were there. Yeah. And just like everything else, even with, like, the nurses and stuff, there's a completely different set. Are they as proactive? Some, yeah. I yeah. mean, of course, there's also that different dynamic. Like, when, when you were there, I feel like we were, you know, on a first-name basis, talking, having conversations with security. Yeah a little more than just like face value kind of stuff. And, and some of these people now, not that they don't do good or anything, but like I've barely ever spoken to them. Yeah. But like they keep to themselves and all that. Yeah. A little bit more. You guys see my dog just staring at me. Uh, kind of, <laughs> if you guys are watching on the video podcast, uh, you can see bullet. Uh, he was actually in the first couple shots of the, the first couple, couple minutes of the uh, video, but overall, yeah, I mean, you know, I I do want to do like a topic one of these days and bring on, uh, one of my one of my uh, friends who's a who's a resident now in um, <clears throat> PA or Pennsylvania, and he does jujitsu. I kind of want to get his like points on like healthcare violence or violence against healthcare workers and all that, and like you know would would martial arts or like training kind of like help us because jujitsu is more of a you know, kind of like how to sub, uh, subdue someone and all that. And I think that'll be a fun little podcast to do. But, yeah. Definitely I mean, got plenty of stories on uh, workplace violence and all that. Oh, tell me about it. Shit. Yeah, Jake, didn't you get punched a couple times? I got punched in the face twice in one week. Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. sounds like it a happens. fun time. Yeah, it happens. I mean, work workplace violence is, is a thing. People really, like, I don't know, we... we we deal with mostly calm patients, but sometimes we get those, like thirty five percent of the time, we're gonna get those, you know, people who just not are not there, and mentally unstable, or just angry about stupid shit, and man, they'll they'll take it out on us. Like I've gotten gut punch, I've gotten like thrown around a little bit. You know, I'm not afraid to square up, but I mean, it's, healthcare is a lot more defensive nowadays than it used to. Can't can't really like, you know, even like trying to. You know, PRT a patient can, can end in a lawsuit, to be honest. You know, PRT means patient restraint technique. I learned that at my old hospital. Dan knows what that is. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, no, I mean, putting hands on a patient, like, in a defensive manner can end in your job getting lost, which is, you know, it's, I understand there's there's a limit of where you can go. Like, you know, just to protect yourself, I understand that. I mean, I've I've known... Uh, I think someone at my hospital, I, I, prior to me getting hired, he, he got 
into an altercation where he got like the shit beat out of him and he landed one punch on the patient to defend himself and he got fired for it. And it's like, um, that sucks. Can't hit back. That really does suck. Yeah, I mean, you gotta go with those certain techniques to uh, diffuse and try to calm down the situation. But exactly. yeah, but there comes a certain stuff. point where if there's nobody in the direct vicinity who's helping you, you need to be able to defend yourself. Yeah, exactly. it's, at that point, it's your life, and there's yeah. you know you kind of got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, and that is why if I was in that case, I would have took it all the way to Supreme Court. <laughs> like I would not have stopped that. And, accepted a, a a loss of a job over something that shouldn't have been yeah exactly i mean it's like that thing where you like you know there, there are times where it's like you know people you hear these like things people getting fired and all that for for striking a patient and sometimes it's like okay they were just idiots and they lost their shit and they punched a patient because they got pissed but there's sometimes like yeah like it's that scenario where you get the shit be out of you like are you supposed to get the shit be out of you are you supposed to let them hurt you so you you're can... risking your life yeah why are you getting fired over that like that that should be illegal to fire someone over like you shouldn't be able to fire somebody for that you can't just fire someone for trying to defend themselves yeah exactly and i mean we here in like california we've we've been dealing with a lot more of these like unstable homeless people because the homeless population is rising due to the fact of the pandemic excuse me and you know, it's they're unstable. They they, they get pissed. They want to you know throw hands. I'm like, there's a point where it's just like, okay, why are we now like nearing the the dangers of like what law enforcement deal with on a daily basis? Not as like where there's like I know a lot law enforcement doesn't do like a lot of gun battles and stuff like that, but you know where it's like we have psych we have these psych patients or these these homeless patients or these people who are mentally unstable and they just lose it you know thank god no one in my you know in our hospitals at least have gotten severely hurt but and i mean thank god jake you weren't severely hurt you just got a sucker punch but it's it's still dangerous like this is not again like i said in the first two podcasts this isn't a glorious job it's pretty fucking dangerous no, it's not a not a very glorious job in some aspects. <laughs> I mean, definitely like... has has its moments. I remember back because uh, I before nurse I was attack, and before that I started as a one to one, which was essentially a patient, uh, a person who sits with a patient to ensure that they're safe, usually for suicidal patients. I was with this one guy, and uh, he out of nowhere just snapped tried to straight up tackle me and grab me and somebody else and put his goal was to put us into one room and hold us hostage is what he wanted to try and do is what he said later on. Um, he slid me across the floor. I was like holding him back in like a football stance and there was literally sneaker marks across the floor from my my shoes. Um, but luckily at that time we had some really good, you know, quick security who, ran in there and me and him are essentially able to safely subdue this guy and, and, you know, do what we had to do. But, uh, just crazy shit we have to deal with. Yeah, no, I mean, we've, um, <clears throat> there was one time where we had, a a patient, like uh, he was, he just got placed on a, a 5150 
And if you do not know what a 5150, that is the penal code or the code for a psychiatric hold, 72 hour hold uh, in California. But they, he didn't know what that was. So uh, me and one of my coworkers were kind of talking to him like, hey, we need to confiscate your stuff. Um, I think that was poor word choice on my end because I said, like, hey, I got to confiscate your phone. You got to take off your clothes and you got to change to this. And um, he started, he like, he snapped. And he's like, no, I'm not doing this, blah, blah, blah. Like, fuck you guys. Like, I'm not staying here. And then he was like getting rowdy. He was like, right, I'm ready to go. Like, let's go. And I'm like, yo, bro, just, just relax. Like, take it easy. We're here to help you. And then he was like escalating to the point where he's getting, he's about to get violent. So we called the code gray. And the beautiful thing this, uh, of that was, is that it, we just got on shift. So it was 7 15 at night so it was everyone was exchanging reports that everyone was giving a report and we called the code gray and we had about like 40 people in the er on staff because we were just switching and everyone is kind of like not bum rush but kind of had a big show of force and uh he he, he switched really quick he was like oh, okay man i'm not i don't want no trouble and then he just sat in his bed Got dressed into his uh, little 5150 gown, which is a cloth gown that you can't tie so they can't strangulate themselves. But yeah, I mean, if there wasn't that much people, if it was just like a CNA, you know, who's like maybe 100 pounds soaking wet against him, it, it would not have been good. And we've seen those 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 videos in our, our uh, handle with care classes. They're pretty rough. Yeah. Speaking to a patient about... Um like telling them for the first time that they're going to be staying in the hospital for like a psych eval is one of the reasons as to why I got punched in the face. Oh, God. <laughs> so you really have to, you have to expect them to be super pissed off about it in the first place because yeah. they, they probably will be. And when you're going to collect their things, you have to, and the best way you can put it is you have to be quick with it. You can't just let them sit there and think about it you can't be forgiving and let them have their stuff because if you do one they're not supposed to have their phone on them yeah exactly. they can do a lot of different things with that phone you don't want to even know um but you can't let them have any belongings whatsoever so you can collect everything in one bag it all goes to the same place wherever they go mm -hmm. that's it yeah and that's what but, we tell them man they can get very 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 pissed off as oh, soon yeah. as you say i need that phone <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like they I need that so phone. Angry. I need I need you to take off your uh, clothes. It's like I have to get naked. It's like no, we're gonna give you a gown. Some and people it, don't even care if you collect like their clothes and their belongings. It, it only comes, it comes down, to, down that phone. to the phone. Yeah, it's the phone. And they're phone. like, no, you're not taking my oh, no, phone. Yeah. I mean, that's what happened. I need the, my phone. I need to talk to my girlfriend. I need to talk to my boyfriend. Like, yeah, the the the, 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 the talk to the person that that caused you to say these ideations, and now you are here. Like. That's just making a, a bigger um, hole for yourself. No, but yeah, no. I mean, with the phone, it's it's, it's actually a thing. Because, I mean, I've told a couple patients, like, hey, I need to take your phone. And they elope. They run away. And, you know, back in the day, I would, I would chase them down. Like, hey, no, you can't leave. Not anymore, man. I'm like, all right, you can get out of here. PD will bring you back. And when PD brings them back, PD's there. They hand me their phone. And that's it. Bob's your uncle. Yep. Yeah. No, nah, but yep. Huh? 
Yep. I also said yup. Okay. No, but uh, overall, it's it's. You know, I don't know. How, I don't know how how we got into the the violence against healthcare workers, but that's that's a pretty heavy topic for uh, a normal chill uh, coffee time podcast. But it is what it is. But I mean, I mean, it, hey, I could talk about anything. No, nah, in all honesty, so. it's it's it's. I think that is something that a lot of people didn't know you know about nursing or healthcare or being in the er uh yeah it's not a safe profession it's really not nope and it, i mean like even going back to like the beginning of the pandemic i did, did you guys hear about those like nurses that were getting spit on or like beat well, wait, up wait let me tell you about something that happened recently what happened um so at the hospital that i'm at traveling there's this one patient that apparently likes to be sedated so he he comes in and does like whatever he, the fuck he can yeah to get sedated. So he, there is a tech walking by. He tries to trip the tech in the middle of the hallway as he's sitting on his bed that's in the hallway. Yeah. And the tech just looks back and he's like, "Are you good?" And the patient's just like, "What are you going to do about it?" You know. <laughs> so the tech goes around the nurse's station where I'm sitting just charting, you know, He's not even my patient. I'm just charting about other people. I, I don't even know who he is. I just see him <laughs> sitting there. Um, the tech goes around like right next to me and picks up the phone and calls security for the patient. And he's like, yeah, he uh, just tripped me. And he's like causing no disturbance or whatever. Yeah. The patient hears it. So he like walks up and he starts screaming. He's like, what the f- are you going to do about it? And he starts spitting at the, at the tech. Oh my God. And this is right next to me. So like, I'm in the crossfire. I'm just like, <laughs> what the hell is that? And then out of nowhere, like he runs up to the nurse's station and he punches through the plastic divider that they put up <laughs> the- to like protect us against, he punches straight through the plastic <laughs> and he hits the computer and it goes like flying. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to chart. <laughs> And he picks up the computer right next to me, and he throws it at the tech. And then he keeps punching the plastic, and then he goes over towards the doctors, because they're right there. Yeah. And he, like, gets in one of the doctor's faces, and luckily security stops him, like, immediately. Like, they're on point this day. Yeah. He stopped him immediately. He brought him back to the bed. Uh, he wasn't he, like he wasn't done though because he jumped up onto the big ass like flat screen TV that they have hanging on the wall. He's hanging like a spider monkey, oh my and he's like he's like God. bending the TV in half, <laughs> and that's when security picks him up from like behind and just throws him on the floor. And I run over and I start like helping subdue him and shit. But again, what is like, that? What is that wrestling what, move? Where what these like, people do in this ho- like it's crazy, man. It's not a safe profession at all. No, it, it's it's. Fucking not. I mean, it's, it's like this tech didn't even do anything. He's walking by the patient, didn't even look at him probably, and he's he, you know, like he gets the patient could have beat the shit out of the tech. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, for it, no reason. It's it, it's kind of scary because some of these times, like, you know, we get these like violent people, and and they get subdued, and they get restrained, they get medicated, but they start to wake up, and then they have like a. Because we can pull CNAs from the floors to sit for patients in my hospital. They have like a little tiny like CNA sitting for this patient. I'm like, bro. It's like, I hate sitting, but I'm like, I I, I love seeing that. 
love that for the tech. Yeah. When they're like, like a little ass tech watching like this big grown man dude, like, <laughs> that's and... in like four point leathers that's almost yeah. breaking out. Yeah. Yeah. They're like thrashing him like, oh my fucking God. And it takes like six, seven of us to like put him down and then give him more fucking medication. Dude, Geodome is a fucking godsend. Knock someone out. Yeah. Geodude. Love it. Geodude. It just, it, it literally just, medication wise. And it's just like, it depends on the person, man. I've had people we've given Geodon to and it did not kick in for quite a while. Oof. We, that happened to one patient. We gave, we gave that patient Geodon and it didn't work. Uh, we, they put on a Presidex drip, didn't work. Out of that, how it all didn't work. I was like, what the hell? I've given Geodon like once, I think. It's a, it's, it's, we give it a lot here in the ER in California. It's, it, again, it's a godsend because it just knocks them out for more than I'd your own time. And there's another one where I just started working where they use it a lot. I forgot Versed? what it was called. No. We've given Adivan held over said before. We'd there's normally... another medication they give to um elderly pa- patients now. Diprofen? No. No, not propofol. The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about for like behavioral not issues. <laughs> not the, like, the milk of amnesia. <laughs> the milk of life. <laughs> different is great. No, too, not man. not different. Um, it it was like a new medication I never heard oh, of. Oh, really I think you were telling me about that last time. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, it was. Yeah. It's um no, um, but in all honesty, like. Our main go-to again is like B fifty-two Benadryl held out of that, but yeah, Geodon. Yeah. Uh, what else is there? Ketamine. No, uh, we don't use ketamine. Zyprexa. 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 Is that it? Is that is that Zyprexa? It's sure. not like a blood pressure medication. That's not. <laughs> no, but yeah, we no. Uh, I know a couple. The medic that traveled to is on a travel contract to my hospital. He ketamines a lot of people. In, in, in the do you know, for the reasons. But, um, no, yeah, yeah, it's like Prexa. What is, is it like what a sedative or a mood stabilizer? Mood stabilizer. Antipsychotic. Does it knock them So the they can out? give it to elderly patients oh. because, um, and when what? they have like, um, I think it's like Alzheimer's, dementia, mm. it works better than just giving them some sort of sedative. Mm-hmm. Or like giving them sedatives is not always safe. No, you can tank their pressure and go bye bye. Yeah, they're older. Old man Rivers is coding because his pressure is like in the forties. So, no, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, medications are a wonder, especially when the, when uh, you know, we gotta chemically restrain these patients. I mean, nowadays we're just we're just fucking every night, dude. We've even fucking medicating people because they've been just coming in crazy. Like the amount of holds we're getting. I think every night is like we get a one or two and I'm like sitting or having to watch one or like we have to pull a CNA because we're understaffed or yeah, it's just a lot. I mean, compared to like working with you, Dan, like we, I maybe sat like two, maybe four or five times. I've sat like every other week. I don't know what hospital you were at with me because we've had plenty of days where we had like there was times where we counted 15 one-to-ones yeah uh, no i mean there was a lot of psychs but i just i i remember myself not sitting a lot they would always pull cnas 
Or, oh yeah, or, or, no, that's that's definitely gotten harder. It's yeah. a lot of times it ends up being the uh, tech from the floor, and we have no tech to help us out on the floor, especially at night when we only have one to begin with. So yeah. that one that we both know that isn't going to do anything. Inside joke, but um, what's it called? No, um, yeah, it sucks. I mean, but overall, at least for for uh, my ER, we're very open. Like it's an open ER. Just have curtains, and then like five six seven negative pressure rooms um so we can we can utilize like you know team nursing to kind of like watch a patient while the tech goes does the ekg or something like that nursing will the nurse will sit for the patient and um you know sign in and all that fun stuff while we do the ekg or splint or assist in the code or something of that sort because sometimes you know it helps the nurse just sit down take a break if they're running around like hey Sit down, take a break. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go run around. Because everyone knows I like running around. A break? Like if they, yeah, I don't know what that is to be yeah, honest, well, big dog. <laughs> no, I mean like if they just need like if they're swamped and then like they have a chance to like catch a breath and they see that I have things to do and we'll just what kind is of swap. Breath? Those chances don't come around often. You know, here in in California. We're mandated to get two fifteens and a thirty minute break, including nurses. <laughs> yeah, so we get an hour of sitting downtime technically. So we'll take our first fifteen, beginning of shift, like around like a couple hours in, and you get your thirty minute lunch, and then you get your last fifteen. Yeah. In Jersey, I didn't take a break. There I was, was no say, break. there's been plenty of times where, like the shift has been absolute shit and there's a couple of people who don't end up taking breaks. Yeah. I mean, that's like your lunch. We get an hour. It's like a comedy. Oh, sorry. Thing. You get a lunch and a break. Two times breaks. Two. two breaks. Two breaks. Two, remember, yeah, two thanks. 15s. Thanks. You don't have to rub it in. Like, I 15 minute break. It's like common. At least the hospitals I worked at where taking a break is just laughed about by the employees because no one's able to. No, that's why you have emergency snacks in your pocket. You mean the I can't uh, live off snacks, man. I'm a grown man. Pizza from as the you live off hot pockets. Yeah, I need actual sustenance. <laughs> I can't have popcorn in my pocket or some shit like that. I need ah, protein. Protein. No, I mean there's times where we were not swamped. in bar form. Bar form. <laughs> not in hot pocket form. You know. Only in hot pocket form. <laughs> Uh, there were times where we're in the last COVID wave uh, in 2021. Uh, we were kind of just eating at the nurses' station. Like it's like even though we're just COVID patients, but I was like, we're just I, we have to eat. We, no one's getting a break. We're all sitting. You walk into a side room. I'm not gonna eat face to face with a COVID patient. Remember what I just said? Open ER curtains. And you don't have a break room. Where do you take your breaks normally? In our in our Zen room, it's called a Zen room. Oh God! Yeah, it's 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 nice, but we don't have time. Especially the nurses, they don't have time. They just kind of eat, or they run into the break room, eat really fast, come back out. I remember sometimes when huddle, it's like the charges would be like, "Hey, you know what? Just if you need to take a break, take a break. We're not gonna get, we're not gonna be able to get to you tonight. Like what? It would suck. And it's like, oh shit. Okay. But hey, I mean. Thank God for California labor laws. So at a community hospital I used to work at, they just got this um, 
I don't know what they call it, like anti-stimulation room or some shit like that. Anti-stimulation for, room? Yeah. And like, uh, like so what it basically was made for is for <laughs> like an autistic patient or Down syndrome that has like overstimulation issues. Yeah. It's like a calming um, room. Yeah, calming room. But let me tell you, that shit looks brutal. Like, it is not look calling whatsoever. Like, the lights that it shows, like, start flashing in your face. And it's, like, colorful lights. And it creates a picture onto, like, your surroundings. So, like, I could, I could just imagine how, like, a patient might freak the hell out if all these lights are being flashed in their Have face. Have a seizure. <laughs> Make it even worse for them. Oh, my God. I don't, like... Sounds like some kind of how fucking are they war getting flashback. And like, where did they get the idea from? Oh my God. I thought you were talking about that. I thought that was going to be your break room. Like, it's like a. No, no, like no, no. A, a it's not a, it's a patient room. Oh my God. But they can just shine lights in your face so you forget everything, apparently. It's like you're overstimulated here. Take take a bunch of lights at your face. At yeah, don't focus speed. on that needle that we're trying to give you. Focus on all these lights that were flashing directly into your eyes. Maybe I mean I uh, maybe does it work? I mean I don't know. Have you have you noticed it working on any of the uh, the? I, I saw a video of how it works and it didn't look like it's gonna make anything better. To be honest, like yeah. I even yeah. talked to some employees. It's all firsthand. They're like, yeah, it it's gonna freak them out. Yeah. <laughs> so don't even try it. Anti stimulation room. Again, it sounds like a sex dungeon, but I think that's more of a this is, I'm picturing like a rave with these lights. Yeah, I know. It's like it, it does look like a rave. <laughs> Get some fucking Tiesto in there or some shit. Damn, dude. And I mean, some of these. Actually, speaking of break rooms. Let um, me ask you guys a quick question. Yeah, go ahead. When we need to go to the bathroom on this podcast, we just uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how, let me see how much time we're at. 54. All right. Uh, I think it's a good time to end it here because I need to go too. <laughs> um okay uh but yeah anyways uh everyone at home take your breaks go to the bathroom yeah, get everyone, your hot pocket yeah get your hot pocket your 15 minute breaks uh no guys once again thank you for joining us uh here at the nightlife podcast you know we really appreciate your support um thank you for coming to episode three thank you jake for uh being our special guest on this very impromptu chat uh coffee chat podcast we got really deep into it but you know it was really yeah. worth it. And thanks for being a really good guest. Uh, Danny, course, everything you say? Course. See you guys next time. All right, guys. Well, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and YouTube. Search up the Nightlife Podcast or check out the show notes down below and see our links. You can also find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash it's Kevin Kyle. And well, we'll see you guys next Sunday. Stay safe.